So my wife was saying, so you, do you have something ready for, for Labor Day tomorrow? And I said, well, I don't know if it's really, it's just about not having to work for a day, I think, isn't it? We, we worked really hard all summer long, and so now we get to uh, take a break. I think that's kind of what's, what it's about. And I do kind of have something that's going to relate to that today. But I just want to tell you how, 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 what a blessing it is for each one that is here today. And it's not about those that aren't. You know, I, I was talking to God about this because I have something I'm going to share today that I, man, I, I believe it's, it's critical to our hearts, to, to how God has made us. And I was debating, well, I know, I know these folks aren't going to be here. These folks aren't going to be here. Should, should I start this tomorrow? And, and I, just, I just couldn't get anything else. It's like, no, those that are there tomorrow, this is for them. And so I, I just believe that it's going to be for me. Let's just take that. Let's say it's going to be for me today. But we're so grateful for each one that's here. And uh, man, we've been praying for you. <laughs> we, we have special times of prayer where we just believe that the Spirit of God is going to minister to people. And, and our desire is, is not to just come in and put our, our time in and actually not just uh, enjoy the presence of God, but to be changed in the presence of God. And for our, our purpose to be fulfilled and, and, and given direction in, in him. And so that's why we're here today. And I'm so grateful that we can do this. We can come out of the world, out of the atmosphere of the world. You know, uh, we, it's great to be an American. It's great to have an H-E-B. It's a great to be able to, you know, go and have people treat you nice here and there. But it's, it's so wonderful to come into the presence of God where your joy can be your strength. And you, to be encouraged to sing about the name. Isn't it wonderful just to sing about the name of Jesus and to just enter into the name? You know, there's, there's a scripture that talks about that. It says that you can run into the refuge of the name of Jesus. And what do you find there? You find who he is, his reputation. And you find an ability to be strong where you're at. That we don't just go in our own name anymore. But we go in that name of Jesus. And, and, we, and we go into the world, uh, not afraid of the world. We go taking something to the world that will change them. Amen. Praise God. So I have something today I want to begin to talk about here. Uh, you know, they, they say this about, um, and I, I'm going to be talking about our calling and, you know, there's some different ver versions of that. I was going looking for pictures, and all I could find was people on cell phones, you know, um, calling, you know. <laughs> but if you actually go to, go to like, uh, Google or something and look up the, the, the definition, it has to do with what you're made to be. And you, it's, it's like a vocation. It's, it's what you're designed to do and, and you fulfilling that thing. And uh, they, they say this, that if, um, if you can find your calling and get connected with it, that you'll never have to work another day of your life. Have you heard that? That's kind of a common thing. But uh, why? It's because your heart is being fulfilled in what you're actually doing because you were designed for that, right? See, I don't know if anybody is experiencing that, and I won't embarrass anybody, but most people don't get to experience that. Most people have to go to a job, you know, they, they have to make money, they have to provide for their families, and they never really get to experience what they were called to do and, and what they were designed to do, right? And um, 
I think God really cares about this. I mean, he's, he's designed us. You know, it, it, it's so cool that we're each one of us so so unique. You know, we have three kids, um, and 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 our poor, uh, well, not our poor, our. Our, our first son, you know, it's, it's, it's like our first child. I, I have to feel like I have to impose everything about my perspective on things under your kids sometimes. And it's like, that poor child is not me. Aren't you grateful that they're not us? Well, sometimes it might be easier to understand them. I don't know. But, but God designed each one of us uniquely, didn't he? With, with, a, with a, a special ability, a special purpose. And, and he knows how we're made. He knows how we're wired. You know, they've, they've come up with all these things, uh, um, labels that they put on people because of conditions they have now that I don't ever remember when I was a kid. You know, it's like you just kind of work through stuff, you know. Um, but now they put labels on them, so now they can identify with those things and lay hold upon them. Now this is what I am, you know. And it's, uh, no, maybe it's just something that's a part of your calling. You know, a lot of times when there's when there's a, a gift, there's like a there's a side effect of it. You know, there there might be kind of a an attitude that somebody might have that goes along with their gifting. But God has planted something in each side of inside of each one of us that He desires to be a part of and for to to complete us in our life. Amen. Um, I just want to encourage you. We do have a church app. It's called New Life Church LH. And there's a gazillion New Life churches out there. So we put Liberty Hill at the, at the end there so you can find it real easy. It helps you remember to do that. Um, so the, uh, the process of having God get involved in our calling, though, is, you know, a lot of times when we, uh, what makes it possible, I've been watching some football lately, and man, I'll just toot, toot a horn a little bit. I'm from Colorado, and, um, you know, you just get, where you grow up, you kind of get that blood in your veins, and, and it's, I'm a Broncos fan. I'm not so much a Buffaloes fan, but they're Colorado, so I can't help it a little bit. And I don't know if anybody's into college football at all right now, but they have a new a coach, um, and, and he is a Christian, and he went in there and is making waves and a lot of stuff is happening, you know. Deion Sanders. I don't know if you've heard of Deion Sanders or not. I mean, he played both ways, you know, defense and offense in, in NFL. Then he went and played Major League Baseball, which people just don't do this, you know. He's, he's just, and so um, partly why I'm saying this is he's a very unique person anyway. He's, he's just... He's, he's, he's a winner wherever he's going. But they just beat the team yesterday. This is his first game ever at, at Colorado. They, okay, I'm, people are shaking their heads. They already know about this, but I'll just, just, this is so cool. He beat the, one of the teams that went to the national uh, finals last year um, in his first game. And a big part of that was his son. His son had over 500 yards passing. I mean, this is, this is amazing. And what I'm seeing is what goes into us fulfilling our calling. And that kid's just having fun. I mean, talking about fulfilling his calling, you know, 
this is, this is what they live for, you know? Well, what everybody lives for, to be able to do this kind of thing. And I'm thinking, you know what? This kid had an environment for him to grow up in that enabled him in this. And, you know, I think that's what a lot of people don't get a chance to do. They don't get that nurturing. You know, I think about people like Mozart and, and, and Bach, you know, because I like, I like classic. You know, I'm, not, I'm not talking rock and roll here as much, you know, but, but some of those people, those great composers, they didn't just wait till they got old to discover their calling. It became a part of a process. There's a process that's involved. And, and, and growing into our calling, we're, we can't just decide whether we like life or not based upon what's going on right now. We have to get into an environment that's going to enable that so that we can grow those gifts and those, those callings, those things that are on the inside so that they can be nurtured. Because it's not fair. What's his name? The son? Sidur. Man, that, that's not like James or, you know, Johnny or something. That's, that's, that's a different name. Don't you like those different names? Sidur is his name. Uh, and he, he was put in, in this, this wonderful environment that, that nurtured this thing. And so when we're, when we're approaching the calling of God on our life, there needs to be an understanding that this isn't just going to happen right away. <laughs> uh, it's it's kind of like losing all that weight that I gained over 30 years. It's just not going to happen in one day. It's going to take a process that I'm going to have to commit myself to. But there's a reward on the other side. And, and here's another part of this, too, that I'm just going to interject really quickly because this is something I found out that I don't, I, as, as long as I just stand here and don't have any feedback at all, I look just like that picture of when my wife and I got married. I'm the same guy until there's some kind of feedback that's telling me I'm in a different phase in my life. And here's the, th the cool thing about it, that, that there is something, my, my sons, they have something before them right now that they, they need to apply that's, that's for their phase of their life right now. My son has a couple young men that are wonderful children. And, and he went from having no children to beginning to, have, to, to be a father, and he had to go into a different phase. Because there was a calling that was, it was already there, that ability, and he's an amazing father. <laughs> he does stuff with his kids, and he, he's such a blessing to them. But you know, there's different phases that we go through. That Hunter's just, he's, he's going to be on American Idol here in, in a couple months. And it's like, you know what? He's going through, he's going through some different, uh, uh, it's a different phase. They're not going to put me on American Idol. But I still have a calling. Till the day, till our last breath, there's something that, that who God has made us to be is meant to be significant. Amen? And the only thing that's limiting that is the process we're in. We might have to adjust it, right? It might have to, it might, it's not going to look like it did when I was in my 20s. It's going to be something else, but God's, God has something for me. 
And what I have today, I think, is critical for us. If we can just hook up with this, can we do this? <laughs> because there's a process of discovering and fulfilling your calling that, that, uh, that God has designed for us, that he doesn't just dump it in our lap and say, why aren't you doing what you're called to do, right? But he says, no, there's a way for you to do, find this, and I'm going to help you to do it. Hallelujah. So let's go to uh, let's go to Isaiah here first of all. So what I want to look at first of all in, in this in this calling that is that is basically defining who we are. You know, we have three wonderful ladies sitting right here, and and um, each one of them has a different gifting, a different calling. Right now, our friends can affect us in this, but but we have to find that for ourselves. And. The first thing that, that, that God wants to do for us is he wants to call us. And that's the first step in discovering your calling is answering a call. Okay? So I, I thought about this. One of the most... Um, personal things, and this is part of the reason why when I went to Google and looked up calling, it's all about cell phones, is because calling has become something that happens all the time. Anybody take your phone to, well, maybe not to bed with you, but to the bed stand right next to you? Is, is it within reach while you're sleeping? Isn't this amazing? And I, I never thought we'd get rid of a landline, but I don't, you know, kids might not even know what that is anymore, you know. <laughs> a landline? Why? Because phones are there all the time. And you know, something that's become very wonderful about my calling feature on my thing is caller ID. Anybody know about caller ID? Um, and I've gotten to the place where if, if I don't know this person, I can leave them voicemail, right? You know, let me know who they are before I talk to them. But this also happens. My sister called. And I was in the middle of something. So, oh, it's my sister. I'll call her back. Was that rude? Is there any, does that ever happen and you just don't even call them back? You know? You fail to, you fail to return. Why? Uh, calls have become something where they're actually very personal. You're either receiving a call and responding to it, or you're determining that you're not going to respond to that at all. Is that right? Yeah. I thought about like this. This is back in the days of the landline. My, that older sister that I told, call, uh, told you called, Liddell, my oldest sister, yeah. She called, and, and it's like, uh, I'm going to have to call her back. I'm in the middle of something. But she actually uh, developed a relationship with her husband on a landline. Back in the 70s. We went to Arizona and she met Snow Peabody. Can you believe that name? That sounds like it needs to be like a cartoon or something, doesn't it? Snow Peabody. Yeah, he's from Arizona. So he's one of those, you know, what do they call them? Sunbirds or snowbirds or whatever. Um, actually, he, he's, he works for Teen Challenge. He, he was actually the national thing for Teen Challenge for a while, um, director for Teen Challenge, but, but um, anyway, she met him, and she got back home, and they called it a phony relationship. <laughs> I don't know if you ever, I don't know if anybody's ever heard of the Archers, anybody? Oh, 
Nobody's shaking their hand. It's, it's funny, man. Different periods of time. Singing groups that just everybody knows them and they're the, 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 the big deal. You know, just let a little bit of time go by and nobody knows who they are, you know. The Archers were one of the big singing groups back in the 70s, okay. And I got to talk to Steve Archer on the phone because Snow was doing a concert with them. And it came through a phone call. And their whole relationship was developed because of a call. And I just, I just thought, you know what? If, what if Liddell had I caller ID and she just said, I don't know if I want to talk to Snow anymore. We can completely shut down a relationship based upon whether what we do with a call from them. Can you see that? And, and what I want to encourage us with today <laughs> is we've already received a call. And what are we going to do with that call determines how we discover our calling because they're very much related. And the key to God getting involved with our calling is us answering his call. And I'm just, this is kind of simple, and I know, you know, this might go to right where we're already at, but let's be encouraged in it, can we? Because I think a big part of knowing your calling is knowing that you've been called. Knowing that, that God cares about us. Amen? And, and making that part of my identity. You know, I might not be something else, but I'm called. And I'm doing something with that call. I'm not putting, I'm not, you know, sending it to voicemail. I'm not, I'm going to do something with this. I'm going to be married to this call. I'm turning into a phony guy. <laughs> right? Okay. So let's look at Isaiah 55. And this is God's call. And, he, and he's calling to everybody. This is, and we're going to see this because there's a difference between being called and being chosen. And, and I believe there's going to be a real key to this in, in what we're going to look at here today, okay? Because everybody is getting the call from God. And we're either doing, we're either negating it or we're answering it and saying, what do you need from me right now? Okay? Okay. Ho, everyone who thirsts, everyone. Come to the waters. So what's the call? It's to come, right? And you who have no money, come by and eat. Yes, come by wine and milk without money and without price. Why do you spend money for what is not bread? So sometimes I'm thinking, he just said you don't have money, and now he's saying, why are you spending money? And what I'm seeing here is there's this exchange of something that I have that's going to need to take place. If I'm going to get that water, I'm going to have to let go of something I do have, or I think I have, right? He said, why do you spend money for what is not bread, your wages for what does not satisfy? Listen carefully to me, and eat what is good, and let your soul delight itself in abundance. That sounds like you're, you're doing what you are called to do, doesn't it? You're delighting in life. <laughs> Remember what Jesus came to do? He gave, came to give us life. What kind of life? Abundant life, right? That's not just getting stuff. That's getting life. Life is not stuff. Life is doing what you were called to do. Amen? 
It says, incline your ear and do what? Come to me. You know, sometimes I think this is, we, we try to make it way more complicated than it is. And God, all the time, is that he's saying, you know what? It's, it's not about feeling condemned. It's not trying to about be fix yourself. It's just coming to me. Just come to me. It, it, it's amazing. You know, it, it, if, you could, if you could have a relationship with the most important person or, or pick the most important person to you in the world and you, and you get to spend six months with him, you know. What would you expect in that? I would want to be changed in that relationship. I would, that would be my purpose in having that relationship is to be affected by it, right? And God says, I am the, I'm your creator. I'm the one that designed you. I, I'm not going to expect you to do something with yourself. Come to me. Let me help you with this, right? <laughs> Come to me here and your soul shall live and I will make an everlasting covenant with you the sure mercies of David. So this is in the Old Testament. And he's saying, come, if, if you're thirsty, if you're, what is it? I'm not satisfied with my soul. I'm hungry for something better. And what does he say the answer is? First of all, come to me. All right? Again, this is going to be simple. But I think we have to develop this. I'm going to do it. Amen? Can you say that? I'm going to do this. <laughs> I'm going to do this, right? So you got to let go of weights and come. So it was indicated in Isaiah here. It said, there's going to need to be an exchange. You are already exchanging. You're already coming to something. There's something in your life. You're already exchanging your energy, your emotions, your passions for. He said, why don't you just come? That stuff isn't going to provide for you. Why don't you just come to me? Give some energy Get, exchange some worth in your life for what I have. Just my presence. Okay? Okay, so Jesus comes and says something very similar. Matthew eleven twenty eight. 28, he says, come to me. <clears throat> Does that sound familiar? All of you who are weary and carry heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Now, Sometimes when you look at that, you're, you're heavy laden. What are we heavy laden with? Not fulfilling our calling, right? Not, not doing what we've been made to do. And it becomes a weight upon us. Why? Because we've given up our energy. We've, we've exchanged the worth of our life for something that's not providing. And you know what? This can be religious. <laughs> I don't know about you, but man... I, I have a friend right now, and it's like he, he's saying, you know what? I'm, I'm having a tough time with my perception of God right now. And it might be, it might be sometimes when, it, when we're having a difficult, I thought God was supposed to do this for me. I thought God was supposed to do this for me. It's like, what about you just being with God? What about you just knowing him? Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. He, he's not a magical thing that you just do this and you get this. He's, he's a relationship. He says, I want to be your God. I want to be somebody that you look up to, that you desire to be with. Amen? He says, come to me, all you who are weary and carry heavy burdens, and what will happen? I will give you rest. What will I do? In my presence, there will be a release 
of the weights. Right? Okay, let's look at Matthew eleven twenty-eight now in the message. Now, I know we don't lean on the message completely, but look at what he brings out in this. Are you tired? Worn out? Burn out on religion? <laughs> Come to me. And here's the, here's the issue that I think a lot of, of us can have is that religion to me is, religion is my God. Does that make sense? What I'm doing, you know, that can become God. But he says, you're, you're burnt out on religion, come to me. That means it's not gonna be what you're doing, what you're not doing. It's not about, it's about a relationship, Right? Come to me. Get away with me. It's Labor Day. <laughs> right? Get away with me. And you'll recover who you were made to be, your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Now, he's, he, I want to go on to the next verse, okay? Walk with me and work with me. Watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. <laughs> Keep company with me and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. That means you're being fulfilled. You're not having to begrudge what life has put upon you. You're not having to work a job that's just weighting you down. You never work. This sounds like never working another day of your life, doesn't it? Resting in him. Amen? All right, let's look at John 6, 37. The call to all only activates in those who come. So remember what was happening in Isaiah. It said, all who are thirsty. The call is going to all. It's a robo call. It's going to everybody. Who gets to participate in it? Only those who not just answer the call, but respond. They come. So if you can see, we're wanting to find out what the calling of God is on our life because that's how we're going to be fulfilled. But what is the first thing that we need to do is we just need to come to him. Amen? That sounds too simple, doesn't it? But I tell you what, this is incredible. And the one who comes to me, I will by no means cast out. Don't you like this? It starts with all. All that the Father gives me will come to me. All that the Father gives me will come to me. Jesus came. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever, whosoever. This isn't singled out. God's not liking some people more than other people. He's not choosing some people. The call goes out to everybody. Who gets to experience the call? Those who come. What is the call? Come. It's not, it's not do something. It's not serve me. It's come, isn't it? Hang out with me. Fellowship with me. And, and herein is, is the biggest challenge for us because we have a world that is ensconced in the entertainment and dopamine doses continually. You can get on Facebook, you can get on, and you're getting a shot every time you do something. 
every time you get a like, every time you get a response of some kind. Why? It's because we have this rush of gratification, but it's just like we saw. It's, it's stuff that's not going to fulfill. We're exchanging that that portion of our life that will be supplied by gratification, we're replacing it with the world, and all it does is make us dumb and dumber. Right? And we have a God calling us and saying, come to me. And we say, I don't have anything left. Besides, I can't see you. I can't feel you right now. And he said, boy, if you could just come to me, you will see stuff like you'd never, you can't see anywhere else. You will feel things because I'm a complete God. I touch every part of your being. But it does require faith. It's going to require you moving by something besides your natural eyes. And if you will just shut down long enough for your heart to hear my call, you can respond and come to me. Amen? <laughs> he says, anybody that comes to me, I'm not going to reject. Boy, I love this. It doesn't say once you've done something right. Doesn't, it doesn't say as long as you haven't just killed somebody. <laughs> you know what I mean. Because I, uh, growing up in the church, a lot of times I felt like I had to get away from God a little bit before he would like me again. And he says, no, you come to me right now. Come to me in your worst state. That's how I saved you. <laughs> While you were yet in sin, that's when I saved you. And what was the purpose of me saving you? Not to you go out and fix yourself, but for you to come to me. All right? All right, let's go to John 10.10. 10. <coughs> Excuse me. The thief does not come except to steal and to kill and to destroy I have come. Don't you like this? He's not telling you to come without coming himself. <laughs> this is what I like about what Jesus came to do is he came to be an example for us. He said, I'm not asking you to do something that I haven't done already. I've already come to you. Now I'm just asking you to come to me. And, and that other stuff that, that has come to you from the world, all it does is kill and destroy. But I've come. That when you come to me, you'll have life. And it will be abundant life. In every aspect. Praise God. Isn't that good? All right, let's look at James 4, 8. When call is answered, call is discovered. <laughs> it's like, well, that sounds kind of funny. When his call is answered and we come, our call is discovered in that place. When we're set... Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man does what? Answers. Now he says, I'll come in. But what happened? You had to come to the door. You had to open the door. He said, as soon as you open up to me, as soon as you come to me, man, I'm coming in there. And what's going to happen? We're going to commune. He wants to hear what we have to say. Isn't that amazing? He's God of creation. He's, with, he's a God of wisdom and knowledge and all understanding. And he, he actually wants to hear us talk. But he wants us to hear what he has to say too. He wants to commune. And in that process, it's amazing. We'll discover 
who we are if we'll come to him. All right? Look at James 4, 8. And when you draw close to God, God will draw close to you. I think this is just a perception thing, right? It's kind of like magnifying God. He's not getting any bigger. We're just seeing him bigger. When we draw close to God, he's not getting any closer. We're just seeing him closer because we're coming to him. Jesus said, I'll never leave you. I'll be with you to the ends of the earth, right? Not just because you're wonderful. No, it's my promise. I'm going to be there. I've come to you. I'm not going away. Now, the only way you don't experience me is to not come to me. Amen? Now, when you do come to me, you're going to discover who you are. You can't help it. <laughs> now, wash your hands, you sinners, and let your hearts be filled with God alone to make them pure and true to him. What is he saying when you're washing your hands as sinners? Well, there's other passions in our life. They're the things that are keeping us from coming to him, right? It's not something that we have to feel guilty about or bad about or we have to beat ourselves up over. No, we, we cleanse ourselves of, of those things so that we can go eat at his table. It's really rude to show up at the table, you know, with a bunch of junk from outside on your hands. You know? You go into the Father's presence and he is pure and he's holy and righteous and you, and you just come down. And, no, we honor him by saying, God, I'm going to get rid of stuff in my life that's keeping me from coming to you. All that noise, all, all those dopamine hits from the world, all the junk. You know, I, I, I've been so filled up with that stuff. I'm just going to let go of that. I'm going to separate myself from that so that I can, when I come to you, it's like having a bride that is pure, you know? It's like having a relationship with somebody that's, she's just yours, nobody else's. That's what God wants, amen? All right, let's look at Hebrews uh, 10, 19. This says it's a, a, a similar thing here. And so, dear brothers and sisters, we can, he doesn't say, say draw near to, to God just out of your own will and out of your own, he provides the way for that. He said, there's gonna, in Jesus coming, there was a way provided for you to come boldly to me. So that when you draw near to me boldly, you're going to arrive. I love this idea. I, uh, it's like every time you run to God, you get there. Amen? Every time we run to him, we, got, we, we arrive. It's a sure destination. <laughs> and so, dear brothers and sisters, we can boldly enter heaven's most holy place because of the blood of Jesus. By his death, Jesus opened a new and life-giving way through the curtain into the most holy place. And since we have a high priest who rules over God's house, let us go right into the presence of God with sincere hearts, fully trusting him. For our guilty consciences have been sprinkled with Christ's blood to make us clean, and our bodies have been washed with pure water. We can go right into his presence. We don't have to be separated from him. We don't have to do something right. And here's something that I've noticed. I, I just, I, man, it's so wonderful. Most things 
that are keeping us from being confident, from fulfilling what we've been given to do, they are merely perception problems. Ever notice that? It's just how we're looking at things. You know, I, I was having an issue the other the day, uh, and, and, and that's where a lot of oppression comes. That's where a lot of depression comes. It's not reality. It's just how you're looking at things. It's a lie, actually, is what it is, right? And, and I found this. I just did this on purpose. I, I got into the presence of God. I just went there, you know, by the way that we've been made. It's totally not me. It's totally him. But I went there, and I, and I found that as I began to, to be aware of God's presence, that my perception of this situation changed. And where I could not sh get rid of it, where it was a weight, it was lifted. Have you ever experienced that? And if not, I mean, that, that can be something we can continually do. We don't have to put up with weights. And, and the big thing the enemy wants to do, I was just talking with my wife about this. The, the reason why sickness is such an issue for people is it keeps them from fulfilling their purpose. It's really hard to do what you're supposed to do when you're, when you're sick. And that's physically, but it's also mentally. It's also spiritually. And how do we overcome that thing? We don't overcome it of, of our own will or our, our try. You just need to quit thinking those things. Just think, you know, we can be told, well, you just got to think. Well, sometimes we just need to get into the presence of God. Amen? Because our own efforts will not accomplish what his spirit alone can do. And we have to submit to what he's given us in his presence. And our calling is directly connected to a perception that we can only get of ourselves when we're in his presence. God will awaken things. It'll, it'll be like, uh, see, I forgot his name already. Um, Dion's son, though. Sadur, <laughs> okay. Sadur Sanders. It will be just like him growing up. There's going to need to be that process that we submit ourselves to, that we grow in that thing. Amen? All right, I've got one more here. In him we find our purpose in his. Philippians 2.13, for it is God who is working in you, enabling you both to desire and to work out his good purpose. Don't you like that? And, and, and you can say, well, I don't want to just do what God wants me to do. That would be giving up on what I'm supposed to. No, that's where you find where you're supposed to be, right? And that's, how, that's what this, this statement is meant to say. In him we find our purpose in his purpose. Can you see that? And, the, and there's, a, there's, a, there's a way for us to go beyond this, but I'm seeing that today... We, we have to get this. That the, the only way to actually discover where God wants us beyond today, it's all going to be in his presence. It's all going to be by answering the call to come. Amen? Amen. 